I, li I just realized that my fiance is playing Dead by Daylight in the other oh, room. Oh, I do hear a screaming. Yeah, I think that's the nurse. I think he's playing against the nurse <laughs> right now. Literally the second I hit record, I heard, oh. Yeah, I did hear it. That's funny. Leave it. Why not? That's yeah. fun to have in if the background. If anyone hears that in the background, that's that's the fiance <laughs> playing Dead by Daylight in the other room. That's oh, very my funny. Goodness. Dead by Daylight, um, they're, you said, are bringing back Stranger Things? That's a hot rumor. Actually, we can start with this. Oh. It's funny. So Dead by Daylight has their own original characters, but then they also have licensing agreements. And it's a horror game. I've talked about it before on the show, but like the killer's are like Michael Myers is in the game, Freddy Krueger's in the game, Pinhead's there, they have Nemesis from Resident Evil, they have Pyramid Head from Silent Hill, and they had Demogorgon and Steve and Nancy from Stranger Things. And Steve had a legendary skin you could buy that turned him into Jonathan. You could be Jonathan Byers if you wanted. <laughs> oh, that's and about a year, year and a half ago, Netflix didn't renew the license agreement. And the reason that everyone figured out was because Netflix was going to have their own gaming service that they wanted. Well, you know, now nothing has happened. They had one game come out. It was like a mobile game and no one cared. And so now there's a rumor that Netflix has come crawling. Crawl. I doubt it. It's like this, <laughs> but I'm going to, we're going to dra drama, dramatize it, dramatize it. Dramatize anyway. it. Okay, go. They came crawling back to Behavior Interactive on their hands and knees and said, please, Behavior, put Stranger Things back in Dead by Daylight. And the hot rumor is that in December, we will get uh, Stranger Things back with a new chapter. The rumor is new killer with Vecna and either new survivors or new skins for Steve and Nancy. Because I want Maya. What's her name? Robin. I want Robin. I just finished season three. So that's I was about to ask, like, have you even gotten to season four yet? Uh, uh, Robin's you're... coming out scene in season three was so good. Season three, I love yeah. season three. By the way, I don't know what anyone's talking about. Season three was fun, and season I... four is just even better. So. Well, so, I mean, season three is the summer blockbuster, and I really, really liked yeah. it because I kind of fell off after season two. What are we doing? Let's get the show started. Good yeah, morning, start the show. good afternoon, <laughs> good evening, and good night. No matter when you're listening, welcome to Pop Domestic, a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism and liking things, bro. Uh, I'm Billy. Oh, I'm God. a host. <laughs> I'm Dagny. Please don't ever do that again. <laughs> Yeah, all bro. right. And you know what? We're going to have some hot takes, bro. We're going to talk about, you know, the movies that the the mainstream doesn't want us to talk about, you know, old school movies. You know, why is Raging Bull a masterpiece? Because men could be <laughs> men back then. Okay. All right. Hit your wife. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that happens in Raging Bull, right? I'm not. It does. I actually watched that because yeah. my boyfriend's roommate was like, you've never seen it. And then I watched it. I was like, it's a movie. I <laughs> it was fine it wasn't bad um uh, but it was interesting okay so uh, stranger things was great we don't have to harp on that because it's every because everyone except for me it. has seen it yes i know yeah it's it's great it's a good time um i because it's been as we were saying before we started recording it's been a couple weeks i've watched a lot of things i've done so, I'm so trying much to, I, I, we've, we, i've done a lot and we'll have to do a little recap show because i have a lot to talk about we have a guest this week, so I don't want to get too into everything. Um, so I'm going to specifically talk about one movie that I watched um, that maybe is the best thing I watched out of in the last three weeks. I've watched a lot of things. And that is a film called RRR on Netflix. It okay. is a three hour Bollywood film. That I've heard about this. Movie. We watched in two sections because there's very clearly a, a, a time that's like an intermission. Um, in the movie, which is lovely, because you're like, oh, this is a nice place to stop and go to sleep and then watch the rest the next day, which is exactly what we did. So I have never seen a Bollywood film before. I knew that they were that like Bollywood action films specifically are over the top. Physics don't always matter. And <laughs> that's kind of what I knew going into it. And there's usually like a dance scene. And I got all of that. It was incredible. So the movie, I'm trying to find what their synopsis is, because it's like, loosely based the on one, a true the story. The one on IMDb says, a fictitious story about two legendary revolutionaries and their journey away from home before they started fighting for their country in the 1920s. Yeah, but there's so much more. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> so much more to it. And the two main actors are so... They're incredible. I, I went into this movie expecting nothing and I had maybe the best time. I kind of... John and I almost went and saw it in theaters yeah. And I kind of wish we did now. And also, I saw that Alamo Drafthouse is actually playing it. Um, so you Hell should yeah. try to go see it. But because in theaters, I'm sure it'll be a blast. Even the like the three hours I think I could have done in one sitting. But there is there's 
the music is amazing. There, the dance fight. There's like a dance fight scene, or like a just a, like a dance battle, and that was amazing. The visuals are all so stunning. All of the animals, they're like CGI, but they look really good. And it's everything is the color that they use in this movie and like other. Now that I've watched this, I've like looked up other things and the very vibrant colors. It's very visually beautiful to watch. And then the fights are just insane. Like if you just watch the trailer for this alone, yeah. there's a moment where he catches a motorcycle flips it around with one hand and then throws it back at this guy like it's physics don't matter and they're doing the most and i at no point was mad that the physics didn't matter like you know how sometimes <laughs> they're like the you'll see something you're like that could never happen they're aware that none of this not none of this some of their fighting was actually very realistic and like kind of shocking how violent it got and but i enjoyed oh. it um, but yeah, some of it is very like, oh God, that's, there's like a, a torture scene that's really upsetting to watch, but important to the plot, I'll say, <laughs> um, <laughs> give some really good character development. But I, I don't know how to like articulate how much fun I had without just like telling people to go watch it. Cause it's not right. something that really pops up when you open Netflix as, um, what you sh like a suggested watch. Um, we had to go search for it, but it's just three capital letter R's. You find out yep. what that stands for. Um, it's it's nonsense, not nonsense. In it is in a in a in the best theatrical, respectable way. It is it's madness. It is a crazy movie that I had a fantastic time watching, and yeah, I think everybody should watch it, especially if you like action movies. Uh, yeah, it is a I bit violent. I'll I'll say that up front. Good. Um, watch the trailer first. If the trailer doesn't speak to you at all, fine. You don't have to watch it. But I say it's a lot of fun. Try it out, especially if you've never watched a Bollywood movie, because it's a great introduction, I think, to the cinematic experience of Bollywood films. So, yeah, I just I just freaked out because I was looking at it on IMDb and I got down to budget and I didn't miss that the budget was listed in Indian rupees. And I was like, this movie had a three billion dollar budget. <laughs> Oh man, like, what is that? What? I'm no. gonna do the. It was three billion. Uh, Thirty-five, three, three billion five hundred million Indian rupees. USD. That's thirty-seven convert, million. Convert thirty-seven million. Still a lot of money. <laughs> oh yeah. Which it makes that's sense very if you cool. watch it, it. It uh, it the the value like the whatever it's called, not the value of the movie. What am I the saying? The production value. The production value. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it does show. It shows the money they put into this so yeah that's my thing we'll do a pop culture recap at some point for yeah, all of I the other shows and stuff i've watched but that's yeah, what I, was the most surprisingly so wonderful that i have watched and want want the world to know about and check out well so let's just hop into the pop culture of the week for me because yeah i have so many tv shows and and things i've, I've and video games i beat death loop i loved it i'll talk about it later mm -hmm. um but i saw a little indie film this week called Thor Love and Thunder. Oh my god. I've heard <laughs> mixed things. I, I'm interested. Uh, I understand people having mixed opinions. I don't. I loved it. <laughs> um, you did? Okay, good. Yeah. I think maybe it's just because it is, the tone is so similar to Ragnarok that people weren't surprised by it. Mm. I mean, it's just like, it's, it's actually, it's a very dark opening. And then just jokes, 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 jokes. And I'm fine <laughs> with that. Because uh, uh, Marvel doesn't typically make sequels in a traditional sense. They make genre films. And I'm happy to say the MCU has finally made a rom-com. It's what it is. This movie's a rom-com <laughs> with a, a phenomenally scary performance by Christian Bale. I saw um, a TikTok that suggested they, they said they wished that Thor Love and Thunder was a mockumentary. I guess at one point it is kind of mock, But they said, I wish that they had... Like because it was Taika, like what we did, yes. in the, what we do in the like shadows, what we do in the shadows, like mockumentary. This film crew is just following around <laughs> Thor, and I, I haven't seen it yet, but I was like, that actually sounds great. If Marvel that would wants be, to, that really... actually would have been very funny. Yeah, but I, I saw one little still from it where it kind of looked like they were in an interview, and I was like, oh, that would have been super fun. Yeah, well, it's it's also nice too because like I don't know, I had a friend, a friend of the pod, Colin, was so like butthurt after the movie about like uh he's, he was like i don't feel like marvel has any direction he said like, we don't know who like the villain is we don't know like what we're building towards and i was like i like that so thor love and thunder is just thor 4 
It doesn't have any grand repercussions for the universe. It doesn't like tie to upcoming movies. I mean, except for like Thor five, you know? Yeah. Um, that's fun. I'm uh, glad you enjoyed it. Cause I heard, I, I have read, heard it's some a bad lot things. of, it's very funny and stupid and okay. lighthearted and very fun with a, a, a really phenomenal ending. I thought, but then I told Colin, I said, well, if we're basing it off the pacing of phase one and you're talking about who the next Thanos is going to be, you have seven more years to worry about it. I don't know why you want this. <laughs> That's like true. it took, we didn't even get Thanos's face until I think four years in. He didn't speak until six or seven years in. Yeah. And he wasn't a character in one of the movies until eight or nine or years in. And Endgame, what, our Infinity War was 10 years and what Endgame was 11 years. That's insane. So uh, I don't know what to tell you. If you're in a big rush to figure out who the next Thanos is, I don't think you like comic books. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because that's the thing. The Marvel movies, more than anything, have become like comic books. And this is like you go to the comic book store and say, what is it this week? And I say, oh, Thor Love and Thunder just came out. And you have one issue you just read right then. Yeah. And uh, it's great. I really liked it. Nice. Yeah, Very fun. I'll have to go see it. I kind of missed that it even came out. I wasn't paying attention. Oh, um, well, I went, then I went I, midnight uh, on launch day like a nerd. I know. And I um, before we bring in our guests, there's stuff to tell you. I went by the Sherman today. I don't, you can bleep that if you don't want to say where you work anyway, you don't fucking stop but me. I was like going, uh, out with a friend to go shopping and we were driving past the Sherman. I was like, it's a Sunday morning. Billy's got to be working. Stopped, went inside. You weren't there. You traded I shifts. Took it off. So <laughs> very rude, but bear was telling me about Thor and I was like, Oh, right. Forgot that came out. So I'm glad you talked about it. Cause he said he mostly liked it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, do, I, I mean, but I'm also a, a sucker. Thor has been my favorite since phase one. I love the Thor movies. They're always uh, fun. Uh, uh, even poor Thor 2, which is whew, all over the place. <laughs> um, it's not as good as Ragnarok, but hey, that's fine. Nice. Well, yeah. good stuff. Let's get our guests. Let's bring our guest in. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. We'll do our recap because I have so much to talk about. But more importantly, it's time to bring in our wonderful guest, actually returning guest, which is very exciting. Yeah. I'm so happy to have episode 10. Him. Was it episode 10? Episode 10. Oh my God. Now we're back on episode 64. That's wild. Oh my gosh. Okay. So very excited to have back the wonderful, the talented, the hilarious Michael Culbertson. Hello, guys. Hello. <laughs> that was great. Welcome. 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 Glad I like to be your back. shirt. I know this is a audio medium, but I like the palm trees on your shirt. Thank you. It's rainbow palm trees for people who cannot see. I very much yeah. like how the shirt looks. I, I don't discriminate against any color. If I like it, I like it. So I grab yeah. it. <laughs> it's great. It's very fun. Um, how have you been? Pride Pride Month is over, Michael. <laughs> yeah. No rainbows allowed. Uh, no it's rainbows actually allowed. Actually, June forty second. So <laughs> I think Pride is over. But I've been I've been good. Uh, you know, it's been a really wild year. And the last time mm-hmm. I was on with you guys, I was working on that uh, ABC sitcom, Call Your Mother, yeah. and I have worked. I have worked three shows since then, and I'm currently Wild. still on the third show. Yeah, so like right after that podcast, I went to AB, AP Bio on NBC. I love that um, It was, I did not know it was going to be the last fil- uh, season while we were filming it, but I mean, it was still uh, cool <laughs> to be a part of the experience. Well, that is cool. Um, and then I went to this multicam on Nickelodeon called Warped. It's from the uh, the guys who did all that and Good Burger, um, oh, pretty fun. much all of my favorite shows on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like a kid who owned like a comic book store. And from what I saw while I was there, it was like a lot of fun. And then um, nice. I'm currently on an animated series. Animation is where I want to be. I'm oh, on yeah. the reboot of Clone High. It was an old That's MTV exciting. cartoon back in the day. Yeah. And it's um, everyone's coming back. It's Chris Miller, Phil Lord, uh, some Into the Spider-Verse oh, wow. people, BoJack people. Like... This is hands down my favorite show. Uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, I knew nothing about it. My old roommate um, works on it. And I used to, when I did live with her, I could peek over at her computer screen and see you pretty much every day. Um, yeah. But <laughs> Busy production. Obviously, I'm not trying to break anybody's NDA, but there was some really cool stuff that I saw going on and really cool talent that they have coming in for the show because I saw some of the... Mm. Um, the records and I think I'd never watched Clone High. I might try and watch the first season um, because I, I do want to check it out. It looks super fun. Some of the jokes that I heard or had my roommate tell me about, or she was like 
telling me about the jokes wild. and I would hear the songs and I'm like, this is gonna be really good, I think. So I'm very I'm excited. I'm so for excited. That. I, I am waiting for the day I can break NDA because every day I see so many <laughs> cool things and I'm a fan of the original season before I started working on it. So to kind oh, of nice. be behind the scenes in the pilot seat or the 20th row, because I'm definitely not flying this ship, but I mean, like, it's so, <laughs> it's just, it's so, there's so much heart, there's so much talent on this team, I cannot wait to see um, other people's reactions and eyes on it. Um, so it's coming out in, in the future, yeah, eventually. There is, and I almost I almost said it, uh, and oh, okay, I'm not don't. going to say it, but it is coming out in the future. That's all. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. That's exciting. And it'll be, I believe, HBO. So when you do see yes, it, this will be on up. HBO Max. Yeah. When you oh, see it, you... check it out. I'm excited. Speaking of Bojack, mm-hmm. Dagny and Mike, did you see the news that one of the directors of Bojack has made a pilot, an animated pilot called Golden Girls 3033? And it's no. the it's it's the Golden Girls set in the future. What? In the year 3033. Golden Girls 3033. That's insane. Oh, yeah. It's right here a day ago. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, yeah. Yesterday, I just saw it. Oh, my God. That's... <laughs> Who even thinks of that concept? I mean, I'm glad they thought I, of that's... it, but that's so wild. Yes, I right? Oh, it's that's correct. wild. I love the way <laughs> it, it looks. That's fun. It looks like Sophia is in a robot suit. Like, Sophia is just, like, mostly cyborg. <laughs> This is great. Inspiration going on. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening to this, look at if you just Google search the first images. Those look super fun. I'd I'd watch it. That sounds. I would too. So stupid. (laughs) Like a really good time. (laughs) Um, Billy, would you like to tell the tell the people what this show is about, and then we can get into listen up. Listen up. Listen up, people. If you haven't listened to Poptimus before, here's what we're all about. We like to talk about things in pop culture that are either obscure or actively disliked by the public at large, but we want to hear about why you like them. And we always have our guests come in with a topic that's a surprise for me and Dagny. And Michael, if you're ready to go, what have you got for us today? Yeah. um, The last movie I talked about, which is Transformers, I did a whole (laughs) tee-up to it. Um, I'm not doing a tee up for this one because there are so many insane things about this movie that I don't even know where to start. I mean, I'm going to show you guys a quick visual of the notes I took while I was watching oh. this. I'm just oh. like, the what only is thing happening? that came into focus said big butts in all caps. <laughs> That's the only thing we'll that get focused to that on point. the screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I like big butts. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to talk about, since animation's my real house and I love the medium. Uh, 2004 Shark Tale with Will Smith and Jack Black. <gasps> we watched Fuck Shark yes. Tale so much as a kid. I love Shark yeah. Tale. Oh, I, it's so I, good. Man, the I also love yeah. uh, uh, the incredible gay coming out allegory story that is Shark Tale. <laughs> that I did not pick up on until I rewatched it for this show. I it's It is straight up. I, I even wrote down uh, where did I write it down? Yeah. Shark Tale said trans rights slash gay rights. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Lenny is so gay and that's the whole the whole movie is like he doesn't think the other sharks are going to like him mm-hmm. because he's so gay. Yeah. And well I mean we'll get there but the fucking scene where he disguises himself as a dolphin and it involves like a neckerchief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the dad's even mad at like you turn my son into a dolphin like how could like that yes. <laughs> I oh, love this man. movie. It is. Oh. Uh, so I've had a very interesting journey with this movie where just like you guys, uh, when it first came out, I was so addicted to this movie and I'm going to come back to why I was addicted. Um, I revisited as a teenager when I was in college and I was like, what was I thinking? This is not good at all. I almost feel embarrassed for talking so highly of this movie. And then it kind of became a meme on Twitter and YouTube for a little bit where this one big yep. YouTube reviewer channel, um, Shay Frillas, I think is his name. He did like a whole Why Shark Tales a cinematic disaster. I watched it and, cool. you know, valid points. But I'm like, and his message at the end of the day too was like, it's so bad. You can't help but find it entertaining and endearing in some fashion. So <laughs> I'm like, let me give it another shot. And I absolutely had to talk about it because – It's an insane voice cast. It was nominated for uh, Best Animated Feature in 2005. Who did it lose to? Oh, I I know Shrek 2 was also up that same year, but I don't know who won. Who won Best Animated Feature? Um, While I look it up, um, 
Yeah, an insane talent pool surrounding it. Oh, The Incredibles. That's that's awesome. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Okay. That's the, yeah, I think that was the year of the Incredibles. <laughs> you yeah, can't really, uh, can't really you're not gonna that. top that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, this how it exists as a time relic is so interesting to me because I don't think any kid watching this movie today will find a majority of it funny. Um, Cause I wrote down so many instances, dad joke after dad joke after ja- dad joke of sea puns. Uh, the opening sequence <laughs> when, you know, after we're introduced to the sharks and then we go to New York, I don't remember the name of the city, but it's basically the underwater <laughs> version yeah. of New York city. Uh, they have like uh the newscaster on the screen saying we took a new scallop pole and more people are scared of sharks than ever so like the gallop pole um yeah. there's a sushi shop where a fish that, is like that gag makes me laugh i remember that gag to this day where it cuts so, to the empty sushi yeah restaurant. he like stabs like the counter out of frustration um <laughs> and here's an example of a pun where a kid's gonna be like what they go to the hollywood walk of fame which is in new york for some reason and jessica shrimpson is one of the names and i <laughs> i ask anyone under the age of 25 who jessica simpson is i can't even think of anything she's done recently, recently um, they yeah. make a steel joke they make a john stewart joke like <laughs> these people still exist today but oh and but- they're doing there's so many characters doing doing bits that are like references to old hollywood yeah. like mm-hmm. like even like they're you know, I mean, uh, we don't even have, we get into just the Scorsese of it all, but like... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. But That's just, yeah, the fact that it's to. like, it's like, here's all these references to, like, 1930s film stars, and it's like, who is this for? <laughs> right. Us, apparently. Apparently we us. We still don't know it who feels it's like made an, for. <laughs> well, because it feels like the aura of it is kind of like an... It's like the movie was made as an inside Hollywood joke of like we all get these references. <laughs> so let's show that is how exactly many people. What it feels like. I know this reference. Like um, <laughs> when they fake the fight, when uh, Will Smith's character and Jack Black uh, fake their fight in Times Square, and he opens uh, Jack Black's mouth, he starts saying, um, "Where did I write it down? You can't handle the truth." There's no reason for him to say that. The joke is just he is quoting that old movie. Um, <laughs> You can't handle the truth. You had me at hello. Uh, what else did he write down? <laughs> um, are you not entertained? Like, very, yeah. very... It's why I tend to avoid referential humor in my own writing, but it's also... It tickles me as someone who grew up in that era to watch that movie and just be reminded of so many things I'd forgotten about from... Um, are the 2000s considered old Hollywood? I mean, it was 20 years ago, <laughs> but like, is that... Yeah. Right? This movie's I, almost I, 20 I also, years old. Oh my you God. You forgot the most important line that Will Smith delivers out of anger, which is keep my wife's name out of your mouth. I'm just kidding. She's oh, <laughs> <laughs> keep that shark out of my... Well, well see, he kind of goes that way with uh, yeah. Joe Lee's character where he's just simping over her the entire yes. time, even though yeah. he, he's a complete shithead. She's a complete shithead. And mm-hmm. see, this is where I get yes. scatterbrained because, I mean, my notes are scatterbrained because I just couldn't process what I was seeing <laughs> right away. Um, this has to be one of those rare movies where, I mean, maybe not rare, but you, I feel like a studio today wouldn't try to pass this, where the protagonist yeah. is so extremely unlikable. and But that's where the source of the conflict comes from because, uh, I mean, that's the reason I love Succession on HBO. Those people are so god-awful. Yes. You kind of want to keep watching to see how low they get. And with Shark Tale, it's basically like he just keeps digging himself a hole deeper and deeper and deeper. Uh, Should I I give a quick recap of the plot in case, like, this sounds insane to us. I I could actually, I could use a recap because I haven't, I have such fond memories. I'm kind of scared to go watch it now. I'm sure I would still have a great time. But yeah, it's been a a long time since I watched that movie. But we watched it. It was definitely one of the most, like, we, there were movies that we watched a lot. I would say Shark Tale is probably up in like the, I'd say like yes, top five, top yes. 10 of how many of yeah, movies same. that we watch like on repeat. We love Had it on DVD and everything. Uh, yep. Yeah, we did. So quick um, recap. Cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, 2004 animated film by DreamWorks, people who did Shrek, excuse me, Madagascar, uh, which mind you, they dropped Shrek to the same year as Shark Tale, which, which I find super fascinating. But um, anyway, mm. the plot. Um so it's about a guy named Oscar. He sees himself as a nobody. He's like socially irrelevant. A fish named Oscar. He is a Come fish on. out of water. <laughs> I guarantee you that was the pitch. He's a fish out of water. Um, yep. And his big goal in life is just to be remembered as a somebody. 
And uh, this town that he lives in, which is, you know, underwater New York City, they mm-hmm. live in shark infested waters. So they're always scared for their safety. And um, Oscar is caught in a lie when he gives off the appearance that he killed a shark um, while he's being chased by one and anchor falls down and kills uh, Jack Black's brother. And um, when the Jamaican jellyfish come back and like, yo, did you do this? Which Jamaican jellyfish, what a word. Um, (laughs) Did you do this? And Oscar's like, yeah, yeah. And he takes, and the, the, uh, the Jamaican jellyfish are Ziggy Marley and Dougie Doug. Yes, like, yeah, I, I, I was shocked when I saw the credits. I was like, oh my, I thought it was people doing like bad impersonations. Not that they sounded bad, but I feel like a major studio would go that route. Um, so yeah, he, he basically has to keep up this lie that he's this one fish that knows how to kill sharks um, and just, you know, trying to stay on top of it. So as these animated movies go from that period, um, misunderstandings are usually the root of the conflict. Um you know, Renee Zellweger's character is the love interest of this movie, which I wrote a note about her. Um, in what world do Renee Zellweger and Will Smith have romantic chemistry? And probably, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because it's animated. It's just their voices. It's not them doing it. But uh, this is also funny. from the era where animated movies design their characters to look like the people voicing them. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, my wife even said it looked uncanny that, uh, I mean, Oscar's face is just Will Smith's face. Like just yeah. on a fish, his same features and everything. Just no nose. Nobody has noses. And I think that's what makes it look yeah. a little freaky. Um, yeah. And uh, even to that point, I think it's also why computer animation always, it, it doesn't always age that well. Because this look, this movie, I remember it looking great back in the day with all of the water particle effects. Now yeah. it definitely looks like a coco melon cartoon that's no shade towards coco melon they're a very successful (laughs) (laughs) baby entertainment franchise but it does like kind of look on the lower end um but despite me having those feelings i just Um, couldn't stop laughing at this jellyfish for for people who can't see there's a (laughs) picture of the i'm just looking up pictures yeah i'm Um, looking at i'm just looking at the cast because i it's been a while um, how Um, many many, how many cast members of the sopranos play sharks in this movie (laughs) at least two my fair michael (laughs) imperl who played um i think michael in soprano is his name mike in sopranos i'm the terrible person i think I have horrible memory, but I um, think he did. Michael Imperioli? No, Christopher. Sorry, that didn't sound right. Yeah, his name, Michael Imperioli. Yes, he's my favorite character in The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sal is one of them as well. But I was just laughing that Katie Couric is in this, and her name is Katie Current, which I think is great. Yeah, the puns the jokes, just do not stop. Every, the like, puns they, never stop. They filled a writer's room of like 25 dads and just said, go to work. <laughs> Here's the context is ocean. Make as many ocean puns as possible. Um, Katie Current, Katie Current, the Jessica Shrimpson thing I mentioned, Tuna History Month is on one of the billboards. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Which History Month? I have no idea. I'm gonna presume it's black, but like it just says <laughs> tuna. There's no clever wordplay with it. Um, people refer to their phone as phones as shell phones. Um, mm-hmm. So all of those, with all of those elements in mind, I don't know how they pitched this movie to. I have the voice cast right here: Martin Scorsese. Robert De Niro, uh, Will Smith. I mean, he's he's charismatic as is, so if he has a he, if he has a chance to be fun, he'll do it. Uh, yeah. Oh, and the biggest surprise to me is that Hans Zimmer scored this movie. What? <laughs> the legend himself made the music for this movie. I just Wait, I just isn't like there to like a I want to read. I want from Shark Tank or not Shark Tank? Oh my god! Well, they they do car wash. Yeah, that's what it is. That car, wash. car wash. Yeah. Yeah. That's what... working at the car wash, <laughs> and I think that is the um. And hold on, full circle. I think it's a cover by Jessica Shrimpson. Is, is it? it? It might be actually. I really think Jessica Simpson does a co- does a cover of Car Wash because there's a cover at the end the of the movie. In the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, Car wash shark tail. It's Christina Aguilera. So, oh, it's Christina Ricky Aguilera. Each well, Jessica no, Simpson. <laughs> Very it. similar vibes. Um, with, with Missy Elliott. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, because the first thing I said when they um, because these movies always have like dance parties at the end. Like Shrek Two had a dance party. Yeah. Um, Madagascar yeah. and stuff. When uh, Missy Elliott's fish showed up, it was immediate to me right away. It's just mm-hmm. it's the last minute advertising billboard before they get to <laughs> get to credits. Yep. Um, so I just don't know. I I doubt 
I feel like Shark Tale wouldn't have been made to Oh, I, I blocked films. out the Missy Elliott fish. I just Googled Did her and I'm having yeah. a heart attack. I have... <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just... I just typed in Missy Elliott fish and I'm so unhappy. Oh that's my horrible. god. It's horrifying, but like in that's the best awful. way possible. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Missy Elliott if she was a fish. Christina Aguilera yeah. is also kind of upsetting to see. Yeah, just very... Oh, Danny, look up Katie Current, because it's got her face. It's her oh, face God. and, like, a, a hair swoop or whatever that I think she used to have back in the day. Um, yeah. When she was on TV. Oh, just... wow. <laughs> oh, so that's right. Christina Aguilera, that's right. They made her the a jellyfish. jellyfish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, to mimic no. those uh, hats. I also would... Yeah, I would like to reiterate to everyone listening that we have talked about Scorsese multiple mm-hmm. times, and we do mean famous voice actor martin scorsese no he's breakout role he's not directing he has no creative input on this movie he's just voice acting a fish a puffer fish yeah a puffer fish fish with fully animated scorsese eyebrows Mm -hmm. which is the best part is that his eyebrows are full on (laughs) yes they it looks it looks like him which he did a really good job i actually wrote a note at the end of it that this is actually really solid voice acting for this movie, especially from yes, people it, yes, who really is. aren't voice actors like that. Um, yeah. Like, especially Scorsese. I mean, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think of roles where he played a character on screen uh, right yeah. off the top of my right? head. But for a voice performance with very minimal, because con- he's, he's not in the movie super long, even though he plays one of the main supporting characters. Um, he killed it. And I even wrote that yeah. Jack Black yeah. is the best actor in the entire movie. Uh you're correct. Because I think he actually tried doing something with his voice where everyone else is just like them playing themselves. <laughs> I mean, he did put on a gay voice and it was very homophobic and we are canceling Jack Black today. <laughs> but you're actively, um, yeah. but... <laughs> Going back. <laughs> no, Jack Black is an ally and an icon. And I, I love, love him, him so much. Um, yeah, he, he was fantastic. But yeah, he... Um, but I, I genuinely... I watched this uh, a few years ago when I watched it again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, Jack Black is fully in on the Lenny is gay subtext. Nice. And he's playing it up at every second. And it's so funny. Because that's the whole, that's the, yeah, the, the scene I remember when I went, oh my God, that's what it mm-hmm. is, is where they have to go back into the sharks and they dress Jack Black up as a dolphin. He's like a dolphin waiter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's like, or, or he's, he's a they, dolphin. Um, he, they give, they get him like a temporary job at the car wash. That's right. That's right. So he's working with all the fish. Yes. Yeah, and he's and doing he's the like, dance. He's not yeah. eating. He's not eating with the fish. He's friends with the fish, and he's dancing with them. And they paint his back blue, so he looks like a dolphin. And they squeeze his. Nose. I don't know what the yeah. front of a shark is called. The <laughs> nose. They squeeze his nose, so it's a different shape. And he wears a neckerchief, and he's like just doing all these gay stereotypes <laughs> as the dolphin. It's just it's it's right on that border <laughs> of like because I feel like that's like, it really <laughs> is. I feel like it was kind of a, like a touchy. Like, a somewhat still touchy subject back then because in in the same year with right. Shrek 2 they make that joke of Pinocchio wearing a thong or whatever and they're they're yes. more mean towards that joke than they are in Shark Tale they almost like embrace it in Shark Tale like yeah he's yeah. huge quote unquote off or whatever there's something different about him yes um and the line of dialogue where Robert De Niro is visibly upset at Will Smith for making his son dress like a dolphin is like that's great that's mind blowing that's something I did not even consider when I was yeah. much younger <laughs> watching this um, are there any things I any other things I wrote down around that I did write um, one of my biggest things that I love about animation is kind of breaking the rules of reality and just like mm-hmm. not questioning it like why not if you can uh, you know most famously with Looney Tunes if the coyote like he's standing on the edge of the cliff. And that breaks, but the whole cliff falls instead of the part that you thought he was going to fall on. That stuff yeah. I do actually get amusement out of. So I wrote yeah. multiple times, they live in this underwater version of New York City. Why do elevators exist? Because when <laughs> after he becomes the shark slayer and he gets famous and he gets his penthouse, he <laughs> takes an elevator up to the 30, which is a very dope like MTV crib style it's penthouse. It's incredible. Really yeah. cool looking. Um, <laughs> he goes up to the 30th floor, but there's multiple points in the movie where they show the characters just freely swimming up and down. Up, so yeah. isn't it more of a hassle to take the elevator then? Where you can just like stop and just like float and go up? Like, I don't know. Um, he's what rich and famous. It's more exclusive yeah, he's this way. He doesn't have to swim. He doesn't it's have to status. use any of his muscles, his, his <laughs> fish muscles. Instead of the convenient route. You go in yeah. a glass box where everyone can see you go up to your penthouse. I guess that is exactly. the status symbol of it. Um, what else did I write? Uh, 
the Kelpie cream, I'm like, donuts would not be, it, it's a parody of Krispy Kreme, oh, and Krispy donuts cream. would mm-hmm. not hold their shape underwater. I do not like the joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I like big butts. That's the one you saw focused on. Um, yeah. There's yeah. a scene where, like, a semi-serious conversation is happening. It's between Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese, and um, mm-hmm. it's him threatening with his monsters. I suddenly remembered this entire Okay, scene. yeah, where he, he keeps, like, interrupting him or whatever, and then, like, there's music subtly mm-hmm. playing in the background, and the octopus changes the record, and it goes from a Beethoven track to I Like Big Butts, um, and then he switches the needle back to Beethoven, and I wrote, what record has both of those tracks on the same <laughs> he's made it himself did he burn a vinyl yeah <laughs> i yeah because I, I remember the shark and the the scorsese fish they like the like record scratch mm-hmm. and then like looking out the doorway with like one eyebrow cocked you then that dreamworks the famous dreamworks facial expression from the early 2000s oh, and just i like that big one, yeah. butts and yeah. i cannot lie yes and I just, God, what a cultural touchstone I like Big Butts was for like four or five years. We four just had to like, I feel like use it whenever we could. Always. Or I feel like it's been more than, like it had more of a lifespan than four or five years. I feel like people could still pull that Fair out enough. today and people would be like, oh my God, I like Big Butt. Like we would lose <laughs> our minds. Butts are universally loved. I, 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 th- I feel like you can bust it out loved. anywhere. It's um, a timeless classic song at this point, much like right. Beethoven. <laughs> like Beethoven, so now that makes it. It's, it's classic. It's Beethoven note. of the 2000s, I would say. <laughs> um, and actually, on that note of DreamWorks, the very, very first thing I wrote, if you guys remember this, is um, even though I haven't watched any old DreamWorks movies recently, I still think this movie has the best intro out of all of them uh, from the logo, because I remember losing my shit in the theater when the boy who sits on the moon on the DreamWorks logo put bait on his hook and actually threw it into the water and that's how he transitioned into the underwater world of shark tale um yes i, I thought that was super clever and it, it, it introduces us to lenny not being able to eat anything because he tries to eat the worm and his brother's like dude you're a shark like just do it um <laughs> so i thought that was super creative and really clever uh any other praises that i had for this uh will smith's iconic scream he screams a lot in this movie uh the Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> like multiple times. That was that's a pretty good. Good Will Smith. Yeah, that's pretty good impression. Because when you, I was like, I was like, iconic Will Smith scream. What are you talking about? And then you did it, and I was like, oh yeah, no, <laughs> okay, yeah. He's always stressed, or he just doesn't like the situation. Ooh, and he, uh, he does it a lot, which I really enjoyed. And uh, oh, the reason why this movie impacted me so much as a kid because I noted every time it happened in the movie. Uh, I own this on DVD. I, I forced my my dad would buy like a new movie every Tuesday when it dropped at Best Buy, and I made sure he picked up Shark Tale on the way home. And I went through all the special special features. Uh, do you remember DVDs used to have games back in the day, like actual like interactable, yeah, like yes. pick adventure kind of stories? Uh, Shark Tale did not have that. They had a whole section to teach you how to dance like the characters in Shark Tale. <laughs> and that is the most effort I've ever put into any choreography in my time. I one hundred percent the whole dancing selection uh, and tried showing my parents. <laughs> and sorry for wasting their time because I know they're just being parents. <laughs> oh yeah, you look good. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> You're really killing it. Um, and then a couple months later, the Oscars happened, and I'm eight at the time. Two thousand four. Yeah, I'm I'm eight at the time that this movie comes mm-hmm. out. Uh, I am not aware that the Oscar nominations come out before the show. I thought they were announced as people watched it during the telecast. Yeah. So I saw Shark Tale was nominated for Best Animated Film, and I'm like, oh, it's definitely going to win. And then the, Incred- the Incredibles wins. I'm like, oh, obviously, like, yeah, duh. And then I uttered the most, later that night, I say the most embarrassing thing. It makes me cringe thinking about it. They get to Best Picture. They list however many it was, like five or six. It's probably five. That's right, then, before yeah. they expanded the list. Um, and I remember turning to my mom, visibly upset. This is so stupid. How come Shark Tale is not up there for Best Picture? And she was like, uh, maybe next time if they make a Shark Tale too. And I'm like, oh my I was gosh. So Wait, 2004 Best Pictures. I want to know what. It would be 05. Okay. The 2005 Oscars. I want to know yeah. what. What it's the, it's that, I, is that Return of the King year or is uh, Return of the King 03? Uh, oh, no, this question. is 2005. 
No Country for Old Men. No, that's no, a no. solid guess. Actually. No, Wait, hold on. no, that's that's oh eight, oh nine. Seventy-seventh uh, Academy Awards. Ray. Oh. Best Picture. Oh. Uh, okay, Return Million Dollar Baby won. Yeah, it was Return. Oh of the no, it, it oh. was Million Dollar. My bad. No, it. It's, yeah, Million it's Dollar Baby. One. Yeah. Gotcha. Just the wrong year. Um, which is not as good of a film as Shark Tale. We haven't had someone talk about Million Dollar Baby on this show. The Academy okay, so never knows what they're talking about. So the, the movies. <laughs> Um, we're finding Neverland, Million Dollar Baby, The Aviator, Ray, and Sideways, which I remember watching Sideways, and it's so good. We can do that a different time, though. Yeah, Sideways um, is great. Well, it should have been Shark Tale. That that should have been the year been, they expanded, yeah, that been they expanded Tale. the list to include to Shark Tale in there. Yeah, just to include Shark Tale. Yeah. It would have um, been worth it. it, it 100%. It, it, you would have gotten the audience that they're really trying to get right now. And yeah. uh this is so, this is, it's not a massive tangent, but something that just dawned on me for probably another social reason why this movie really clicked with me. As I was rewatching it for this show, it was like halfway through that I thought to myself, um, this movie is black as hell. Like this, yeah. this feels like a movie, like how Into the Spider-Verse, you can tell they have black creatives on it. Like they real, like they actually have black mm. Hispanic creators yeah. on this team. Shark yeah. Tale, even though it's produced by a, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Kratzenberg? The guy who did Quibi. Uh, yeah, Kratzenberg. Yeah. Yes. Um, even though it's produced by him and it's directed by the people that did um, Prince of Egypt and The Road to El Dorado, everything about it just feels so genuine to urban life. I grew up in D.C. and I have family in Manhattan and it it's shockingly authentic. I was not expecting that from Shark Tale, but um, <laughs> the kids tagging things, the way the subways are, kind of the culture around it. They don't linger on it too long because it's only a 90 minute movie. I was thoroughly impressed yeah. by the world building here, even though it's all, it's like 90% sea puns. It's just all puns. There's no, <laughs> there's no original ocean joke. It's just, <laughs> you know, bottom it's of puns. the barrel puns. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it immersed me that much more as a kid. See, you know, they're fish, but I think even as a kid, I can sense these are black people. Will Smith is black. I'm not sure about Renee. I really don't. <laughs> even watching it now as an adult, I don't know. She might be the the uh, the snow bunny type of white woman where she's like the only one there. And <laughs> I don't know, um, which even uh, one last thing about Renee's character. Uh, I already said, I don't get why they would have on-screen chemistry. I also, the only main negative I'll give this movie is that I don't buy how uh, in love she is with Will Smith's character. Because yeah. he, Cause he's so, he's such a shithead. Such a shithead. He's constantly making bad decisions and we don't visually see one instance of her, of, of like what we see through her eyes. Um, yeah. we're only told mm -hmm. that like oh, I have a massive crush on you it's like yeah well I loved you when you were a nobody so you were somebody to me it's like I can I can I can get behind those sentiments I just didn't mm -hmm. see any examples of that other than just being told she is head over heels simping over this guy and I <laughs> doubt he even knows her last name so like yeah uh, other than that I think I'm not saying Shark Tale is like the room in quality, but I think <laughs> Shark Tale, as we get older, we're probably going to see more cracks in it, but we're just going to be very forgiving of it because it's very nostalgic. Yeah. Like, like I said earlier, it very much feels like a time capsule of pop culture. And if you yeah. want to go revisit that pocket of pop culture, Shark Tale and um, I'll even say the first Shrek uh, are good examples. Because DreamWorks really lean yeah. into the edgy, like... Uh, we make kids movies that adults uh, yeah. love. I think that was like their angle back in the day. Um, yeah. I yeah. think it'll be always fun to revisit in the future. Absolutely. Shrek too, as well. Shrek is Shrek oh, that's true. filled yeah. with like Starbucks jokes and Hollywood mm -hmm. jokes. And Shrek two is just LA. When I rewatched that too recently, I'm like, Oh my yes. God. Yes. Far, far away. is just <laughs> Los Angeles. Beverly Hills. And, and then when, you know, Dagna used to work at Paramount and played the clip mm -hmm. of far, far away gates being the Paramount gates. I got to, I got to kick out of that. Yeah. Um, had to but show yeah, that dream, every time, every single time, and I always oh. made made it very clear that it's like an Oscar <laughs> nominated yeah. picture to like tee it up, and then it's just Shrek Two. Well, not just Shrek Two because Shrek Two is a masterpiece. Um, Shrek Two is a masterpiece. Shrek Two is a masterpiece. Yeah. masterpiece. Uh, my fiance started speaking mm -hmm. of Shrek Two um, with the incredible Jennifer Saunders as fairy Godmother, uh, the Fairy Godmother. Yes. My fiance started rewatching Absolutely Fabulous again last night. I came in and he was the season one, episode two. I was like, we're doing this again. I'm not mad at Always. it. But 
it's just another chance to plug abfab i'll talk about it all the time <laughs> well, she's a fantastic actress um, so too, i was so she's so funny i oh and dagny there's a there's only one episode there's an episode where uh uh, Patsy goes on like a talk show to talk about fashion and like how to wear things mm-hmm. for the season and all she says is cheers yeah thanks a lot every time they <laughs> ask her a question but the presenter is Don French uh, and it's the only episode that Don French is in and it, I was laughing my ass off so here here's some fun Shark Tale trivia that I just found perusing IMDB like a connoisseur of, of mm-hmm. movies I am the first one is that the anti-Italian defamation league protested the movie's <laughs> oh release because the sharks were so clearly Italian oh stereotypes. No. They ended up, they ended up disowning the movie. <laughs> so I'm sorry to me and Dagny's Italian ancestors that oh, we're talking wow. about. Apparently this movie was anti-Italian, this fish movie, the sharks were <laughs> negative. I Italian think they stereotypes. also hated the Sopranos. Well, I don't know if it's the exact same group, but there, I know some Italian people hated the Sopranos because they didn't like the way Italian people were depicted in that, you know, the mafia. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you about the Italian American mob. And you can't really separate it from the Italianness of I it know. all. Those and those me those are Dagny and I. Those are our uncles and cousins. All right. So put some. You be <laughs> fo- you subscribe to Poptimus. Give us a five star review, or else we'll give make a phone <laughs> yeah, call. That makes them sound uh, cool as hell. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the negative yeah. stereotypes are. Right. Like, I'm scared. That's that's good. That's effective. Yeah. And then the uh, the other one I found is that the American Family Association, you know those bastards? (laughs) The American Family Association, a Christian conservative organization, raised concerns about this movie, suggesting that it was designed to promote the acceptance of gay rights by children, primarily by having Lenny, who was a vegetarian shark, and his struggles as an allegory for the struggles gay men go through with their homosexuality. Don't let them see Frozen, guys. Oh my god, did you know that every homosexual is a vegetarian? It's just the telltale sign they're god. all vegetarians oh my god <laughs> i ate so i think the amount of korean barbecue i ate last night means i have to be straight now <laughs> i don't know what to it's tell you if that's just the way it is yeah 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 that's i don't yeah and you know what gay men consuming meat is not fair gay. enough unless they're don't, a shark gay, oh, hold on good? hold on hold on i can make this work i can make <laughs> oh, it horrible god. uh uh God, you know, you've never heard of a gay man choking on me. There, there we go. go. There you go. <laughs> Good job, Billy. Good job. Thank you. I had to well, speak there any, um... meat, I was going to yeah. add one more because I yes. looked up that trivia yeah. list too. And I don't know if you saw this one where Anthony Anderson was cast as a sperm whale yes. uh, with a suggestive dialogue on his character <laughs> yeah, cut, cut. And oh my, this is perfect that I'm reading this. There was a sperm they whale? They had to cut all of they his lines. They cut all of his lines. Yeah, because. They- in the movie, they did keep something that a whale has on them. A fucking hemorrhoid billboard with Oscar's face on it. And it's not like a background gag. It actually, like, foreground of the scene, a whale has a hemorrhoid, hemorrhoid O's. Like Cheerios, but hemorrhoid O's <laughs> to cure your fish hemorrhoids. I don't even want to imagine what a fish hemorrhoid feels or looks like. Um, they kept a hemorrhoid <laughs> joke in, but kept, cut the sperm whale. That doesn't make the sense sperm whale? Oh my god. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, Anthony Anderson got all of his lines cut down into just one or two lines in the whole movie because his di- his character was too risky. And what if he's the hemorrhoid whale? Because then that's even more wild that they let him yeah. do the hemorrhoid stuff, but not what were they gonna say he was nutting yeah, in the he's movie? Apparently, like I don't he's... know what the how that was gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's apparently he's the 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 whale that goes through the, the whale wash. Oh that, like that actually has okay. dialogue. Yeah, it gets soap sprayed in its eyes, yeah. And so he yeah, and so the 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 soap in the eye is the only line they kept. He apparently had way more. That was apparently uh, too if gross. Only. I want the Kratzenberg cut wherever it, it is. Right? It has to exist. <laughs> Kratzenberg cut. Release the Kratzenberg cut. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, yeah, Sh- Shark Tales are very. It's it's raunchy, but not in the way parents would think of raunchiness. It just yeah. it has it has those jokes like that, both in the background and in the foreground. Um, I just think it's a fascinating piece of media and for that reason. It is. It yeah. is. Is this also is the twist at the end? Is Angelina Jolie a bad guy? I guess. I mean, like, villain? I mean, she is, but it's like it's so it's introduced in a way that kind of feels like, oh, this is kind of where we need the second act to turn to the third. And so she like portrays, <laughs> she, like, she quote unquote portrays Will Smith because he dumps her for Renee 
again i don't know why because the whole movie he did not even pay attention to her <laughs> um it turns out she was captured so will smith and jack black have to go to the mobster's house uh pretend that he's all tough or whatever while he's disguised as a dolphin and then angelina jolie's like oh i'm the reason they captured your girlfriend and it's kind of played for you know whoa how could you but even the characters make in movie jokes about it like maybe it wasn't supposed to be that deep um <laughs> so yeah she 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 turns for some reason. I even wrote that too. Oh yeah, can't touch this dance. Suddenly, Lola's a villain with nine question marks. Oh my God, he does do can't touch this. He does the he does hammer time. No, no, can't touch this. And then right after, she's revealed to be the villain. Um, just insane. Everything about this movie is unhinged. I, I, I like that Will Smith is so charming in everything he does. That even after the slap, we're like, just take like a deep breath, bro. We'll see you in six months. <laughs> just it's take fine. some time off. Delete your Twitter. You know, just go through the mountains, yep. hang out for a little bit. We we still, you know, he 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 has so much charisma even in this animated role. There's even I even it's noted one yeah. He is because he just he just has a screen presence even when he's not on the screen. I even wrote yeah. right here. Um, Man, Will Smith is just so charming, and he's a fish. Like he, he can just command a screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and then it's right below crazy. that bullet point, I'm pretty sure some of these lines are unscripted because he does a lot of. I, I, I cannot officially call it ad libbing, but there are certain deliveries of certain lines that feels like he was ad libbing. Um, yeah. He he greets the Jamaican jellyfish, and um, you know he says Ernie, Bernie, Booyaka. I don't think they wrote that in the script. <laughs> 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 there's, there's no way anyone knows about Booyaka. <laughs> um, and there's another one where he's dapping up Martin Scorsese's character and he like flicks him off. He's like, enough Oscar. He's like, it's okay. Not mo- most white fish can't do it. That doesn't stop. <laughs> that's, oh my God. Yes, he does say that. That line is in this oh movie. Oh my God. That's, Oh, that's great. Most white fish can't yes. do it. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, it was it was quite the experience. It's um if you guys have Peacock, that's where I was able to watch it um for free. Oh nice. Uh I think it's worth just revisiting. I would I would give it a rating of watch it sober or under the influence, whatever influence you choose. I think it's gonna mm-hmm. be a fun time. Um I do kind of want to rewatch it now because Every time you brought a new point up, I was like, oh, yeah, wait, I'm, that's <laughs> like, I, I remember watching it and it was so fun and I'm sure yeah. I still love it. Billy and I, you know, the whole thing about this podcast is we tend to love everything we watch. So I'm sure I would watch mm-hmm. it and still have the fondness and the fun that I did from, from the oh. many years away from it. Well, see, and based on your criteria, the main reason I chose it, I chose it was because when I went to Rotten Tomatoes, I was shocked to see that the, well, not shocked for the critics, but uh, for the critic score, it was a 35%. And mm-hmm. then the audience score was only 42%. And oh. to me, I was like, I vividly remember everyone I knew growing up just loving this movie. And like my yeah. parents laughing in the theater. I remember my theater having a lot of laughs in it. Uh, what happened? So I went to revisit it. And do I think the movie's a 100%? Absolutely not. And if anything, I would say a maximum of 65 to 70%. But it is such yeah. an enjoyable, like you're going to cringe a lot if you rewatch this movie, but it's like a fun cringe. Like you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're laughing with and at the movie. And I think it's, it's so enjoyable. It's, it's chaos. And um, I don't know how it was made, but I'm glad it was made. So we can <laughs> talk about this in July of 2022. Absolutely. I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to remember the quote where he's like the dolphin quote where he's like, look at me, I'm a dolphin, <sighs> but I can't remember. And it's so it funny. It should be fresh in my mind too, because I vividly see the scene. Here I come. Ta-da. I'm Sebastian, the way washing <laughs> dolphin. But there's like more to it where he's like, look at like dad. Oh my God. That's I'll never find me. it. Because he comes out of a shower curtain, right? And he's like, he's coming. Yes, yes. He says something after that. And it's like during... It's a comedic beat of like when the movie turns serious briefly and then he kind of breaks the tension by saying that. And I don't remember mm. what he says after. Look, he's got dolphin muscle. My Uncle Vito got by- <laughs> whacked by one of those. <laughs> That's, That's I do remember that. Yeah, they're like all whispering to each other like, oh man, these are scary <laughs> people. And like they haven't done anything. It's just because he's a dolphin that they're so intimidated. That's amazing. I do ah. want to rewatch it now. You're, I have some fond memories of it. And I haven't thought about oh, it in yeah. a long time. So I'm, I'm very I, glad we I, talked about it. Oh yeah, I'm I'm glad I, I'm glad it crossed my mind because I remember when I was reached out, I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to talk because usually if I dislike a movie, it's 
universally disliked. I almost contemplated Thor Love and Thunder because I fell into the camp of really liking it when I saw it over the mm-hmm. weekend. And I think it's because I ever since Endgame, I've stopped watching any Marvel marketing. So I think maybe that's what's affecting my expectations of like, if I don't know anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was fun. You know, that yeah. was a great time. Um, but I'm glad Shark Tale. Uh, I'm like, I feel like I have to talk about Ant this time since I'm uh, yeah. formerly in animation. Yeah, this is great. Oh, but just because I've talked mm-hmm. about Lenny so much, I, I failed to mention um, Thor Love and Thunder is by far the gayest Marvel film Absolutely. that's been made so far. And I was so happy. I mean, just like the only thing it was missing was there's like a montage of like Thor's previous lovers and they're all women. I wish one Some, of them would have yeah. been. <laughs> but other than that, like Valkyrie is openly gay. Very openly. Where it's like just like implied mm-hmm. in Ragnarok. She, I mean, she makes jokes about her and Thor being on the same team. She actively oh, flirts yeah, with she, women throughout with her, the whole that movie. When she like gets with the one, the one Greek nymph or whatever, she gets yeah. a woman Kazran. And we've got, <laughs> and then, um, they established that uh, Korg. Korg. Yeah, yeah. Is that him? The Rock, the Rock that Taika Waititi mm-hmm. does the voice of the Rock. Mm-hmm. And he's got like uh, his, in uh, Ragnarok. It's it's establishes that uh, whatever race of alien he is, they are only male. There's oh. only men. All of the relationships mm. are gay, and it's great. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I gotta man. see it. I settled down myself with another with a man named Dwayne. <laughs> Love Korg. He's so good. I do too. It was a wild ride. Uh, Shark uh-huh, Tale. Yeah. That is Finding <laughs> Nemo. Nemo. I was like, They're both underwater. Yeah, Shark bait. <laughs> God, how long before or after this was Finding Nemo? Just as a fucking. I think one? it was actually. It was, I think Finding Nemo was two years before Shark Tale. Actually, and oh. I, it wouldn't surprise oh, it me. If Shark Tale was like fish might be the next big thing. So let's uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's get our affairs in order. All right. Remember, remember after Ant, Bugs Life, dude, how no one like saw that. ants. Let's do that again. <laughs> Animation takes a while, so get on it right now. And then 2004 yeah. rolls around, and uh, they basically did their MTV pop culture version of because Finding Nemo is about the heart and like the bonding of you know parenthood. Yeah. Shartel has elements of that with the gay allegories, but at the end of the day, it's basically a giant advertisement for um, things that were cool back then. Yeah. Um, but but in, in more creative ways, not like in a um, like Ready Player One or Wreck or Ralph Rex the Internet kind of way, where it's just the yeah. joke is the marketing. This is like okay, let's do something more inventive with it. Um, coral cola, that's simple, but I mean mm-hmm. they have plenty of coral cola advertisements. Um, yeah, yeah. Very, that's pretty much what I mean by a relic of its time. Just perfect snapshot of perfect all the jeans we were wearing in two thousand four. The early aughts. Wow. Oh, last, yeah. fun. What a wonderful, weird time that I hope we don't revisit. Right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Some weird stuff, but I love I'm, it. You know what? And I'm okay. This is this is a completely unrelated rant, but I'm okay with some of these 90s and 2000s fashions coming back. But let me tell you, bucket hats didn't work then. They don't work now. I agree. Oh, fight somebody. I agree. All right. <laughs> Moving I right agree. along. As someone who used to be into bucket hats, I look back and I'm like, damn, I come on dude you were 15 you should have known better <laughs> at the at the rest at the restaurant i work at we had like a nine-year-old little girl come in the other day in a bucket hat and it was black with like a rainbow on front and i was like that is cute she's nine <laughs> yeah so, kids, adorable adults but 42 not so much. yeah yeah no it's questionable no. yeah yeah no no do you want to look like paris hilton circa 2002 <laughs> you don't um i do but you do not uh well, uh, we've reached the end-ish of the show, and here at the end of Poptimist, we like to play a game, and that game is called What a Pitch. Uh, what a Pitch is where our guest will have Dagny and I pitch them something. We'll each have 30 seconds to pitch them some sort of pop culture product, project, and our guest will pick the winner, and I have literally no clue I think no you go first, first. because I think my Glee pitch was first. Mm. You are correct. Okay. All right, so Dagny is going to leave. And it's just going to be me and Michael on the mic. Yeah, get out of here, Dagny. You can't talk to us anymore. All right. All right. Whenever you're ready. I'm going to pull up my timer. Gotcha. Just so, I have so it. a pitch. A pitch of pop culture okay. stuff. I feel like I had, when you mentioned Thor, Love and Thunder, I'm like, okay, definitely something Marvel related. And I'm trying to think of a way to flip that because they do mockumentary elements and there's a rom-com. I guess would it be interesting to see a... Uh, any superhero, I guess, whether Marvel or DC, 
pitch a rom com of a superhero movie because I feel like that's going to be. Listen, listen, I can do this. Here we go. 30 yeah. seconds on the clock. I am a huge Green Lantern fan. I'm a big, big, big bummer that the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern is such a <laughs> shit show um, because I do think mm-hmm. he was decently cast. But um, uh, uh, Blake Lively was cast. I can't remember the, uh, as Carol. What's her name? Whatever. She's eventually his love interest in the comics, but she also is a superhero herself. She becomes a star sapphire, which are you eventually learn that there's the green light is willpower but there's light for all the other colors in the spectrum and she becomes uh, a, a superhero that uses violet light uh she's a star sapphire and they go on adventures together so i would love to watch a cosmic space mm. rom-com with ryan reynolds and blake lively as green lantern and star sapphire flying through space green and pink wow. green and pink yeah. just because i think they're married in real life and that's fun and i think the chemistry would already be there and that's my pitch. All right. i'm not gonna hint at my emotional reaction to that but yeah. yes yeah we'll bring dagny back we'll cool. bring dagny back come on dagny what's up hello hello hey. um, so we are pitching rom-coms of any superhero property like nothing is off limits don't worry about if it's in the same wheelhouse like dc versus what it does not matter just any rom-com of a superhero thing okay um only because i wanted to see more of the love story in um the first x-men movie the Mm -hmm. of rogue and bobby what's his face with the didn't they am i wrong not necessarily oh yeah them i hold on (laughs) <laughs> now billy made, billy made a face that made me second guess everything he was like what i'm so sorry i made that i made the face because i don't think it's a healthy relationship i'm just using these characters not necessarily sure, yeah. what happens in the okay. movie already okay these just like two x-men the context yeah yeah just two x-men but they're having to like live in regular like new york city i watched how to lose a guy in 10 days recently so it's mm-hmm. like she works at like a fashion magazine so pretend it's rogue but she like you know has to wear her gloves and can kill people but she's just like living her her everyday life she's trying (laughs) to be a normal girl and then she doesn't actually know that this other guy has superpowers but she falls in love with a guy Mm -hmm. oh wait hold on hold on it's just rogue Mm -hmm. forget bobby it's just rogue okay just (laughs) she's going through life but like maybe she doesn't kill people with her powers because that's a downer maybe something else happens when she touches people but yeah. she falls for this guy and doesn't know how to tell him that she can't touch him. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's comedic somehow. I don't know. I, I don't know if I did my best pitch here. But, you know, X-Men, I think there's there's so many characters in there. I feel like there's got to be a rom-com that could easily come out of all those characters. So kind of like, yeah, oh, for sure. Like dating oh, yeah. each other, maybe not even knowing that they have powers. And you yeah, know, the rom-com yeah. uh, trope of uh, maybe Cyclops burns like a hole through the coffee table. Well, that just exactly. happened, you know, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just, I, I think, I like, I think the idea that they all have different powers is what, and they're all powerful. So it's not just one superhero yeah. against like an average person, which an average, you know, anyway. Well, uh, Dagny, I saw this tweet the other day and actually my old boss sent it to me but it says um the avengers are co-workers the fantastic four Mm. are a family the x-men are a messy queer (laughs) network of found family units that all sleep with each other turn looks high school band that's basically and that is correct yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) oh that's incredible um Um, so i have to choose one right i choose yeah you have to pick a winner Hmm. yeah because a part, a part of me misses the mid-budget movies that we have not been getting recently of Dagny's pitch. But yeah. man, visually, and maybe it's just recency bias, I was really digging Billy. I, it's, uh, no, it's okay. I'm not offended. What, element, what did he yeah. do? I have a feeling it was Green Lantern something related because uh, you love it was. Green Lantern. <laughs> we are, we are going to finally do a cosmic rom-com. We're going to bring back Ryan Reynolds okay. and Blake Lively, but Blake Lively is going to get her superpowers that we never got because the uh, first Green Lantern movie was bad, and it's going to be a rom-com in space with Green Lantern and Star Sapphire. I cannot believe I pitched a straight yeah. rom-com, but it's here we, we are. Deserve green, we deserve a, great, a good Green Lantern film, and I do hope Ryan we Reynolds really is do. tied to it when I we just get it. He doesn't I can't necessarily believe- have to be Green Lantern. But I want mm-hmm. him and Taika to like work together and create an incredible. I just Green can't Lantern believe that movie. Green Lantern was so bad. It was so bad that DC was like, "Here's our Justice League movie, and here's all the famous Justice League characters." You know, yeah. not Green <laughs> Take Lantern. Him, yeah, <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, it didn't happen. 
literally every every member of the justice league who's been like the original lineup of the justice league all of them are in that movie and they went bye bye green lantern yeah. cyborg instead it's a shame uh, which is tragic. well and then and then in the i don't remember if it was the there uh one of the cuts of the movie the like not the post credits but like the very end of the movie yes. is a green yeah, lantern shows up uh... and they never released it because they're never going to do it but they had like john stewart green mm -hmm. lantern show up and be like, I'm here. I'm I'm Green Lantern. One day we'll uh, get Snyder, it. Surprise. Yeah, I mean, it's because that's that's such a good. I think from the pictures that it was Zack Snyder. He he showed pictures of him shooting yeah. the scene in his driveway, and it looked oh. even before the effects were added so ethereal. It looks so cool. Um, mm. They're they're yes. wasting an opportunity there, and they're. I feel like they're gonna fumble the bag when whatever Marvel's equivalent of Lantern is when yeah. they start getting super cosmic. They're gonna drop now. A bag. Yeah, now they do have um HBO is apparently developing a um Green Lantern oh, that's right. TV that's, show. I forgot about that. Yeah. Which yeah, which that could be, be a lot of fun. But yeah, look at Danny, look at this. Look at that. That's oh, like an official still that never got upsetting. used. Look how cool that looks. Like yeah. so cool. Yeah, he looks it's Ugh. so cool. Yeah. But I Green Lantern's my favorite. I'm a One sucker, day we'll get so. a good we'll get a good piece of media that represents it to what it deserves and i'm sorry yeah. billy because we went and saw green lantern at midnight because billy was so excited and then oh. walked out of that theater oh. so sad oh man dude that to Such bring it full circle the first time i experienced that feeling where i saw a movie and left kind of like i feel like i was supposed to like it and i'm not liking it for some reason was the sequel to transformers uh revenge of the fallen oh. where as a as a kid with a yes. two attached to it yes. it's like oh automatically it's going to be good and better and i remember leaving the theater kind of like i liked it right like i had, I had fun <laughs> with it right i, was, I, I enjoyed it and i that, i think i did not process the emotion of disappointment so i mm. i empathize deeply with you on the green lantern thing yeah it's a shame. Huh. Well, thank you for joining us again. And honestly, thank you for reminding me of how how much <laughs> I love Shark Tale because it's been Absolutely. a very long time. Um, yeah. For listeners, if you haven't seen it or if you're curious, you said Peacock, correct? Yeah, on Peacock. I'm not sure on if it's Peacock. the free or premium one, but I think Peacock is free with like ads. Yeah. I would still recommend it on there. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's wild, and I think you would have a great time and cringe at, in the best way um, <laughs> per, per Michael Culbertson. Yes, um, in the best possible way. In the best way. But yeah, thank you again. I'm so glad you came back. Um, we're still yeah, we're having, having guests. It's been over a year, so we're welcoming previous guests back if they would like to come back and join us again because we've loved everybody that's been on the show. And Transformers was honestly one of my favorite episodes. It was a lot of fun to talk about. <laughs> because <laughs> um, there's I'm just glad. there's so much there so much there to talk yeah. about um, yeah yeah so i i suppose i'll wrap up the show um if you liked this episode of poptimist be sure to check out all of our previous episodes and follow us on instagram to keep up with upcoming episodes that we release ideally every wednesday it's the way i'm gonna prep say this from now on Ideally, every Wednesday, there's a new episode of Optimus, <laughs> but follow our Instagram and you can see I make a post um, whenever we release a new episode so you'll know exactly when that drops and when to check it out. Um, be sure to also like, rate, subscribe, comment, all those good things. Comment your what a pitch for this topic, and we would love to read it in the comment section. And if you have any questions or hot takes of your own, email us at poptimuspod at gmail.com. And I think that is it. Okay, everybody say yeah. goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye.